You thought Millard, Kiprios, and McLean worked a lot already. Now they'll work anytime you want. Subscribe to the Hockey Central Podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Sportsnet 590 The Fan. On demand. Knocking your teeth loose with the best hockey coverage possible. This is Hockey Central on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Off the thrilling performance offered up by Patrick Liney and Austin Matthews, the Winnipeg Jets and the Toronto Maple Leafs, this is Hockey Central at noon with Darren Millard. Joined by Doug McLean and Nick Kiprios today. We will reflect on what happened last night in the Manitoba Capitol. Also, a signing today by the Pittsburgh Penguins that will impact what Las Vegas does in the expansion draft, we believe. A big return for the Montreal Canadiens tonight. 330 days. Do you know what that means? No. Do you know what that number, that stat stands for? 330 days since Carey Price played a National Hockey League game. He is back in tonight. Wow. Mike Smith is out. Louis Domingue returns to Montreal where he had a shutout last year. And Patrice Bergeron is also back in. And uh, Neil Yakupov in Edmonton. Wonder if they'll have the video going. Uh, a lot of but, exciting things happening. On the heels of uh, what happened last night, the Toronto Maple Leafs had a 4 nothing lead. Shh. And Winnipeg storms back. There's a lot of layers to this thing, including oh. Patrick Liney. The 4 nothing lead should not be just written off because there's some good things by the Toronto Maple Leafs and Matthews and Nylander. I mean, there's, there, you can't get caught up in the result if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs at this stage of their program. I, through two periods, you would say Toronto's playing really solid, very aggressive in their game, very you know aggressive forecheck, aggressive all over the ice. So you're sitting there saying, why do Winnipeg look so bad? Is it because Toronto's playing well or Winnipeg didn't do anything? Then in the third period, Winnipeg comes at them. It started at the end of the second a little bit after the goal. Didn't touch the puck in the third period. But the shots were even. Right, but they even. didn't really, territorially it wasn't close in the third period. And I, I, and I am one of the believers that says that it, it's the process, not necessarily the end results going into this phase for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I thought Babcock probably did a pretty good job of kind of curtailing his emotion on blowing a 4 nothing lead. But uh, the question is moving forward but is, okay, I agree. How, how many times are you going to be able to watch that and stomach it? I agree with you that it's the process. But the process doesn't involve blowing a four-goal lead. It doesn't involve that. The process is we're going to have some tough nights. We're going to lose here and there. We're going to battle and we're going to do, but we're not going to blow four goal leads. That's not part of any process. You know, what's, you know, what's really interesting when you evaluate that game is Toronto is blamed for blowing a four nothing lead. Nobody criticizes the Winnipeg Jets for falling behind. And they were off and they were awful. Just and, and we like talked, lack of emotion. We too. talked, we talked prior to the game that it was a desperation game for Winnipeg. Now, a couple of people saying, oh, yeah, they're going to miss the play. And it wasn't about whether they make the playoffs off. It was desperation to get this chip righted. The tone. The tone of the group and, yeah. and the kids in the group and to make it a positive thing but, with the Trouba are you, thing. Are you convinced with the Trouba thing hanging over your head? Giving up goals and then coming back did that last night? Are no, you, but I'm did, saying did if it happened? What I'm saying is if they would have lost the game, 
with the alumni weekend, with the Truba thing hanging over their head. Yeah. It, it just would have magnified just, and made for a really you, tough situation. You just there. watch that. No. At, at the surface, forget about the score, but inept defense. Just the holes and the leaks and the disregard to play in your own zone. Just for 40 minutes, that was some bad hockey. I'm sorry, but it was not. And then third period, some of that emotion came up. They lifted the level of their play Winnipeg, and the, and it was a hockey game. It wasn't even close. It was a hockey game. Like it, looked like it looked like the Chicago Blackhawks in their prime in the third period, and it looked like like Columbus when you, I was there. And, Darren, you talked about uh, Maurice and the decision to leave Hutchinson in. I, I thought it was – it right? gets overlooked. I thought it was brilliant. And, not to make it well, the it, easy it, thing would have been to make a goalie change or then, or because he doesn't think the but, other guy's any better. But but no, look gonna, at the goals that he gave up. What did he really have a chance on? Right, nothing. the first goal, the Carrick goal. Uh, no it, chance. It was uh, it was JVR down the middle. He has to come out and challenge him, and then no one's Carrick, picking Kadri. up Carrick Kadri on the on the Nylander, uh, uh pass across the slot like no we're, we're, no. it was not the goaltending issue no but how many times do coaches make for the changes? sake of making a change right. yeah. and and let's not forget our maurice is sinking goaltending and i'll tell you why maurice is sinking goaltending throughout the game is because kevin chevaldeoff mentioned that they haven't won us a game they haven't sto- no that's not true they haven't stolen a game for us we might have won them a game that's, last night that's right stolen a game so the Matthews so safe. the question is I guarantee you Maurice was thinking about it partway through the game because he and Chevy have talked about this already a lot this year, that we need a goalie to steal a game for us. And you know what? Hutchison made a couple of big saves in at, late in the second, too. It just it just doesn't – it seems to be, like, with the, with the league being so young now, and I know that what the numbers were under 24, like something like, I don't know, 15% of the league, 20% of the league's under 24. It's just – I don't know if anybody knows how to play defense anymore like they used to. Toronto, you can look at that and say, they're young. They gave up four straight goals because of uh, their youth. But, well, five straight goals. What's what's the Winnipeg's excuse? Winnipeg's a veteran hockey club. Winnipeg's a veteran hockey t- club with four rookies and also Ehlers and, you know, some... You know, some it's a mixture, it's a blend. But I I really expected Winnipeg last night to come out and play really, really well. I was really disappointed in their performance through two periods. Third period, I love their game. Well, the but I'll tell you what, they were awful after two. The intermission interview after the first, Scott Oak with Mark Shifley. He wasn't happy. You could see how he was seething off he was. He was seething. I can only imagine Paul Maurice. After two. After two. That's why I didn't do it in the in the coaches uh, segment. Patrick Liney scores a hat trick, but it's Mark Shifley that that got that team going in the third. Mark Shifley has Mark- become like one of the premier players in the game, and that happened the last twenty games of the season last year. Yes. He was one of the top scorers. He was right there with Sidney Crosby right. pace. in terms of scoring pace. What he was able to do. Yeah, he and Blake Wheeler have some chemistry. Right? He was terrific. Like Unfortunately, he didn't get the intention because of their status in the standings last year, but he's picked up where he left off. He is they, he is a superstar in the making. They have chemistry, and Wheeler's lucky to have him. Well, Wheeler's a good player. Wheeler's a good player, but he's lucky. Anytime you can get a centerman like that, it can 
make I mean it can make I mean I like Wheeler I mean I like his game he's a to me he's a power forward but to get a chance to play with Shifley now Little gets injured Little and and Wheeler have been together a lot this may be this may be a, a, yeah. a positive thing for them long term so the Austin Matthews Patrick Line one versus two did you did you think despite blowing it up like we did because that's was, what you do. Because that's we sell the game. Sell we sell the, the stars. That's right. And they sold themselves last night. And they more liney. They they bought in. They bought in. Um, I, Matthews I, with or just one Matthews on Myers. Myers tried to stand him up, yeah. and Matthews knocked him over. And then there are a couple of players. Matthews got better as that game went on, sealed. and liney sealed the deal. I didn't pay that much attention to to uh, Matthews. Uh, defensive game like the coaching staff would um, because I didn't zero in, but I really, I thought his offensive game, I thought the five on three play, I thought, I thought he did some really solid things, but uh, we hyped it up. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not buying line a saying, ah, it doesn't matter. Bup, 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 bup. And Matthew saying it doesn't matter. Bup, bup, bup. I'll tell you what, every time they look at each other's box score, they're going right to those names first. Because that's what Boy. that's what players do, and I love it. And hey. there's nothing wrong with it. It's and, good. And and you watch that interview with Scott Oak after the game mm-hmm. with Patrick. He wouldn't bite. And you. I I I could imagine your body language when you saw that. You must have been so disappointed, right? So mm. disappointed. And Scott, oh, the guy best. that's got this reputation this early, hey, is giving you nothing. But listen, and but. Scott Oak is the best at getting it. He tried. <laughs> he, he worked tried really oh, hard. Oh, Nick, 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 yes. Nick, 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 Nick. Yes. I know that you think that I'm sad and despondent because Patrick Liney, after doing the uh, interviews last year and becoming this internet sensation, didn't give us anything. He's Chevy. No, 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 He's no, become no. Chevy. No, 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 no. Who did he give it to? Excuse me. Who did he give in it finish. to? Oh, in Finnish. In Finnish. Oh. From Sammy Hoffren. Oh. Patrick Liney, after the game, is quoted as saying this. What was Timo's rookie record again? Okay, so I can have six off games. <laughs> so how come he gave it to that guy, but he didn't give it to Scott? Probably more comfortable. Hey. Yeah. I think so. There's, uh, there's still, it's still in there somewhere. Uh, I like it's still it. in it there is. somewhere. It's, it's brewing. I thought he was but very. You can, you can tell some of the boys yeah. or the PR department got to him. Oh, he, right. He was a different guy. A little, he, little neutered a little bit. Okay, on I'm going to say interview. it one more time. He was shoveled day off after the game. Yes. <laughs> Chevy got to him. Those weren't, those weren't tap in goals last night. I'll tell you one the spinorama off the defenseman to top shelf. Was a was a great shot. A great. Then the other one that probe with out of the way was a gr- great now, shot. To be fair, Anderson does uh, no. touch skates with Hunwick it, it before no he goes across. It. It had it no bearing. So on. Not a chance. It, it had a bearing did. on but it. The release. What about the release? He just couldn't get back, and he's not. He wasn't fast enough of a backward skater, and I don't know why he came out that far. He I, I don't. I, like when you're six five, you should be able to cover more of that net. And I love the fact that it was a great shot. But should you see anything short side on that OT goal? He didn't when see, you're six five, he saw everything. Yeah. If it didn't even get right, the, he didn't even take away the short side. He, I saw everything. So if I yeah. saw everything, he saw. You, you everything. should see nothing. Right. I'm telling you, you should see nothing. He at looked, six five when you come out and you know he's a shooter. 
You shouldn't, you I'm shouldn't sorry. be able to see any net short He side. looked like Darren Pang at the demonstrator wall last year. That's how he looked. The, 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 just, the perception is, too, is that he, advocate, he okay? goes down. It looks to me like everything is over his shoulder. Unless he tries to hit it with his head. Which he did last night. Tried. Yeah, that was weird. A, a shot from center ice. Do you see that, producer man? Okay, we need better goaltender. He jumped him. up. And this yeah. is a guy that had a concussion last year. He jumped up and tried to lunquist it, head it off. Uh, devil's advocate. Winnipeg wins that draw. Uh, or Sorry, uh, great keep at the blue line by Winnipeg. I think he thought they were going to shoot it right away, and he got aggressive on the point yeah. shot. And then it came side. And then it goes side. Goes to the back yeah. door. But Patrick Liney, what is it? Again, somebody tell me what it is about this really. Frederick Anderson, struggling or not, got beat absolutely clean, and everybody in the building knew that he was shooting that puck on that two-on-one. I, I think a little bit of it is it, there's no doubt it's in his release. There's no doubt it's in his size and his range, and there's no doubt that he can find spots. Like Remember how Brett Hall used to find the, the soft spots in the slot and – Everybody says Brett had the greatest slap shot. Brett had an unbelievable snap and wrister, too. But he found the soft spots in the slot area. This guy's got a knack. You know how guys slot into traffic and slide away and find the soft spots, the pure guys? Some guys, some goalies have a more difficult time reading off a release. A release. That's it. And some guys have a bigger tell than others. And he, Tarasenko's the other guy that you just, you're not, you, you know it's coming. You just don't know when. And if he's going to change the angle of it. And if you, exactly. Yeah. Short side, far yeah. side, yeah. high or low. It, it, it's just hard, too hard to read. He's but, amazing uh, release. Our good friend Elliot Friedman said before in our pregame yesterday that the Calder trophy was done. It's, it's yeah. already been awarded to Austin yeah. Matthews. Post-game, Elliot yes. opened it up and said, yeah. it, there, no. we have a new battle now. Elliot ch- tends to change his mind a lot. <laughs> it depends on the wind. <laughs> Anyway, I was very proud of him to open it up. <laughs> but did, that established, a, if there wasn't a rivalry before, yeah. if that was media made going yeah. into that game, that established something last night and between Sonny, Matthews and Liney, two Canadian teams, first and oh, second overall. No. Uniqueness of the Canadian situation makes it really cool. When it's not meet, like Columbus and Atlanta with the first when two When they picks. meet in it's Toronto? Different. It's all going to be about. But they don't play Matthews. They, but they don't play. To they, don't, they, it, they don't play enough against each other. But it's still going to be. It's, it's still. It's still going to be comparison. No, no, I, I know. I know. But it, it would have been nice if they saw each other. You know, like Sid and and Ovi over the years, if they got a chance to see each other uh, more than twice. Yeah. Maybe it allowed to fester a little bit more. Well, we'll work our darndest. Yeah. Or they, you know, maybe meet in a final, Stanley <laughs> Cup final. How's well, that, Darren? I'd be, I'd be okay with <laughs> and, that. And we always have a strong Winnipeg-Toronto slant on this show, so we can keep it alive. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs move on to St. Paul tonight to take on the Minnesota Wild, who have scored 10 goals in the last two games. It's on uh, Sportsnet 590 The Fan in Toronto. 7 o'clock is the pregame show. Gord Stelic, Todd Alushko on the Leafs Nation pregame show. The Leafs trying to bounce back. Jonas Enroth expected to go in goal for the Toronto Maple Leafs on this uh, back-to-back. Do you uh, do you have any level of anticipation just on how the kids will respond now, or is this just about the team responding? I, 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 would, I would have a sense that a uh, little bit more detail to defense, <laughs> and that's where you sit there and on one one hand you sit there and go, "That's that's entertaining when they start exchanging chances," but I'm telling you that and. 
Doug will know that the coaches will take over, man. These guys will be browbeated in the last in, in the last 24 hours over defense. Now, did you, you think, know? And did, it'll take something away. Did you think they took their foot off the gas last night? You, you were talking. You wanted to see them keep up the pressure. I uh, wanted to see them keep on I, behind the bench after two periods. You were discussing uh, their game plan for the third period. Yeah, it was to stay with their game plan, meaning stay aggressive, because there's. And, and every coach, when you have a lead like this, every time they go in between periods, that's the conversation. Stay with it. Stay aggressive. You remember it as a yeah. player. And then you go out and what do you do? You get in your heels. Wow. You get in your heels. You, and then, they, and then the, 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 media are is, saying, the media are saying, well, why didn't the coach say, why didn't the coach keep them aggressive? Oh, no, that's all I talked about between yeah, periods. And, but it's a tendency and it to was, sit back, it especially was, when you're young. It was young. inexperience. Young. That you, you sit there and say, well, we're going to find a way to – to, to protect a 4 nothing lead. We're not going to blow 4 nothing lead. Nobody blows 4 nothing leads, right? Yeah. And it took something away from, from what Doug's just mentioning, that, that somehow, some way, that uh, the worst-case scenario is we give up a couple goals, uh, but we're still going to win this hockey game, and uh-uh, not, not in today's game. That was a great call by Jim Houston too, in overtime, going back and forth. That was a great one. <laughs> Five-hole, uh, and... Hutchinson takes it away from Austin Matthews and down they go to Patrick Lyon. He said something about, and here goes number, number two. two. The Minnesota Wild. What Minnesota, are we talking about again? I knew you were going there. Minnesota Wild against the There's a the lot Toronto. of number twos on this show every well, once in a while. On, on the subject of digits. Uh, you didn't get that one, did you? Bruce Boudreaux <laughs> on his time in Toronto. Bruce Boudreaux coaching the Minnesota Wild now faces the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Uh, again, radio has it on Sportsnet 590 The Fan in Toronto. Uh, Boudreaux says, I'm just shocked my number wasn't retired. I wore five of them. It's a pretty good line from uh, the head coach of the uh, Minnesota Wild. Yeah, a lot of challenges there in Minnesota still. Can they compete now? Do they have that? They have to. You look at that lineup and you're still sitting there going, who's their number one centerman? Miko? Yeah. yeah. Okay. DM. There's a signing uh, today uh, by the uh, by the Pittsburgh Penguins, but before we get to that, the uh, Detroit Red Wings won last night, and we're going to have their head coach Jeff Blashell on the show in just a little was bit. Was Howard just as good or better than Patrick Liney last night? Uh, oh, he was good, but no, he was really good. But I, I don't. He was really good. Scoring a he hat was good. trick, tying the game in the last minute. And Jimmy then, Howard was really good, and, and the reason why. Overtime. And oh, I was, he was really was the reason was, why they won. I was really excited that the NBC on bench reporter found the right guy last night to interview. Remember last year he went to the assistant. They said no, no, and he said Jeff, and they said no, that's Jeff over there. The, uh, but he found the right guy last night. <laughs> the, were you focusing on your game? No, well, I'm not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I uh, get on Wednesdays. <laughs> the story out of the Pittsburgh Penguins is that uh, Matt Murray has signed a contract extension. The goaltender gets a, a three-year deal. This is a scenario where we're looking towards a real decision for the Penguins between Marc-Andre Fleury and, and Matt Murray. It's a 3.75 uh, cap hit for Murray, 22-year-old, uh, returning to practice this week. So does this automatically mean that Marc-Andre Fleury is out? And Jimmy Rutherford offered okay. this. Let's not presume that Mark's automatically out. He's been the franchise goaltender here. Let's let this play out. Jimmy Jimmy really, really likes Marc-Andre Fleury. I know that because I've talked to Jimmy about it. So here, here's what happens, in my opinion. You, you eventually, Jimmy, whether it's a little later on, will start to talk trades with other teams about Fleury. 
if he's not getting a return, his next call will be then to George McPhee. And it'll be, George, what can we do that I don't lose Marc-Andre to you in the expansion? How can we cut a side deal so I don't lose him? Jimmy, in the meantime, will continue to try to pursue a deal. And if not, he'll try to work out a deal with George to, to bypass. And in return, George will get something. Now, George can make the call on that. So it'll be, that's, that's the dialogue that's going to happen a lot that George McPhee will be expecting is teams with, with protection problems are going to try to cut deals with him. George has to build the best team he Listen, can. When, when Matt Murray won the Stanley Cup, it sealed, I think, Mark Andre's fl- uh, fate. And while I think Jimmy has some wishful thinking that somehow, some way, this thing can all work out and he may be able to keep him, it's it's just it's just not happening. Okay, he's gonna he has to move Mark Andre. But he Murray. but he can't he afford to. But he can't afford to lose him for nothing. You in know the what expansion he can't draft. afford either to have two goalies who aren't happy. Yeah. Because. But he, he we've won. been around the game long enough yeah, to know that right. when you have two guys who think that they're number one, and one of them is coming to the rink consistently sitting on the bench, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. Somehow, some way, you, <laughs> you don't don't repeat okay? yourself like that. It sounds like you're Trump. It's please. <laughs> it's Truba. It's not healthy. Yeah. So find a way, cut your best deal, and move on. But he's not there. He's not there. He's not he doesn't have to make that situation. He doesn't have to do it now. They can coexist. But at some till, point, no, I mean, Truba's Truba's not with the team, so you don't have that that issue in the locker room. No, no. No, but it's still it's 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 a cloud over the locker room. Okay, it's it's still and, there. And, and Darren, we talked about it last night. Yeah, it would have become a bigger cloud had the Jets lost, and that's why I was saying it was a desperation game. But also with Jimmy, Jimmy's got time on his hands. Jimmy can wait. Like all of a sudden, we see the goaltending market tighten up a little. You know, get a little nervous. He might get an offer sooner. Well, if if the, if if the injuries happen the same as they did last year, and you've got teams that are desperate to make the well, playoffs. Happening. Arizona and starting. LA. Mark Andre Fleury's at the peak of his career right now. He, he he should be playing fifty-five games. Yes. Okay. It's not happening hey, anymore in listen, Pittsburgh. What 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 are the Dallas like? If you're the Dallas Stars, are you not sitting there saying, "How do I move? Make how do I move yes. something here that I could ever get my hands on Mark Andre Fleury?" I know Jimmy Neal tells us he loves his two goalies. Maybe Jimmy does, but I don't. I know it doesn't matter if I do or not, but if you if there's a half a dozen teams that could use Mark Andre Fleury, but they got to free up the situation here. So you don't see any possible way that Mark Andre Fleury is the guy that they keep. No, I don't. You can't Mark, afford Mark Andre is a professional, and he handled that whole thing last year well. But how much fun do you think you really had winning that Stanley Cup? And mm. and Kip. Cap issues. They need to free up the three million dollars to move it in other areas. If Jimmy's going to keep this team, Jimmy's since Jimmy Rutherford got that job, he's been faced with a cap issue every day in Pittsburgh. He moves the six or whatever Mark Andre is in that range. He saves himself three million dollars. Busy night in the National Hockey League. The Pittsburgh Penguins will face the San Jose Sharks. We've got a special treat for you coming up in a little bit. Uh, about uh, what players do on off days. Uh, if you, uh, well, well, I won't tease it beyond Is it a that. a feature? But, uh, well, no, no, no. It's just. Uh, We're doing a lot of those now. 
It's just uh, it something a, something unique. For just TV people or is it for radio? It's uh, for TV people. Oh. But I'll let you guys describe. Oh, okay. Describe the uh, the visual. Arizona against Montreal show. at uh, 7.30 tonight. Nationally on Sportsnet 360. Arizona Coyotes, Montreal Canadiens. The goaltending matchup is Louis Domingue against Carey Price. Kind of forget that this is his season debut because we saw him so much in, in, the, in the World Cup. But the flu takes him out, lost seven or eight pounds, and now... What a flu. 300, 330 days from <laughs> when he last played in the National Hockey League, Carey Price is finally back. Seven or eight pounds. Eh? I'm kind of liking the sound of the flu. You need two, you need two flus, <laughs> maybe three. <laughs> I'm gunning for one ninety nine. <laughs> okay, it's great to see him back. I'm glad he's better, and I'm excited to see him. Incredible, almost a, a year, three hundred and thirty days without him in the in the in the lineup. Seriously, seriously, that is bizarre. So Carey Price, uh, and we kept up. hearing it was week to week. For 330 days, we heard week to week. That was a lot of week to week. Still, though, it's funny. Like, the last few days, people wondering, okay, uh, did he get hurt in the World Cup? Did he, like, what's going on here? Every. Those people, uh, Jen, can you rerun this video uh, that we're watching uh, of Carey Price in practice? I believe this is from yesterday. Carey Price uh, at at the Bell Center. Describe it for people that don't have a TV. Well, watch watch this. Doug, what are we seeing here? Uh, Carey's now shuffling in the crease. Mm-hmm. Oh, top shelf. He's down. And he made a takes save. one in the head. Take, uh, <laughs> shoulder. Like, that three. guy should be cut. Exactly. If I'm Terry and I'm cutting whoever the hell that is, if he's on the third or fourth line, I'm cutting him. 330 days out of the lineup, and he takes one in the top of the Did shoulder. Shea Weber in there. Maybe it was Shea Weber. But we used to do that with Pete Peters. Eh? Remember we had that turnaround drill always with Pete yes. Peters? So I would warn would Warren Strayler would blow the whistle, but I'd snap it and hit Pete on the backside before he'd get to turn around. Oh, he used to get dirty. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the goalie would face the <laughs> he net. He was facing the net. And then spin around. So I'd snap him on the backside. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I don't think anybody's doing that on Carey Price. <laughs> Warren. With a Warren. Yes. Or Warren. That was a stupid drill. <laughs> it was. Do you remember that? Do you remember watching oh, yeah, that drill? Yeah, yeah. I had and, to and, shoot every day at that drill. And and you just being me. You yeah. and shooting it like he got bored. I think that that was it. Well, I'd shoot it before he'd blow the whistle. <laughs> uh, Patrice Bergeron's also back tonight, so they'll have Marshawn, Bacchus, and Pasternak uh, going, and then also have Patrice Bergeron in the lineup for the uh, the Boston Bruins. What a, the Boston Bruins go out west? They have a pretty they have a pretty good trip. You know, a couple of wins on the to start the season, and I didn't know where they'd be. I didn't really know, still where, know where they're going to be. No, but I know one thing. They're a lot better tonight with this guy back in their lineup. He's Saturday. I expected so much more from them on Saturday yeah. against Toronto. And he's they, such an important part of that. Tuka Rask, group. like anybody else, uh, with their number one goalie, he's going to have to have a great year to get them in the playoffs. Hey, that was cool. Just uh, looping it back to Winnipeg, it was cool seeing uh, Anders Hedberg, Alf Nielsen, Wasn't uh, it? The, the, the hotline and the – Okay. Winnipeg Jets Hall of Fame. So I make a we there's some people in the room that said, well, Ulf is aged because we haven't, of course, seen him in 40 years, you know, and people are saying he's aged. And I said, look, I said, yeah, he's got he, a new he, hip now, he said. So, so anyway, just a minute. So I, they say, yeah, he has. And we sort of, you know, then a tweet comes out with Ulf Nielsen's picture, and the comment is, 
congratulations on the award tonight in Winnipeg, Doug. <laughs> that I look like him. <laughs> so, After so, we saying he had aged. I wasn't can sure I, where we were going with that. Okay, I'm just I'm gonna translate what I said. I'm, yes. I'm gonna translate this. No, I have Doug, no idea what he Doug said. Doug says, I'll aged. And then somebody sends Doug yes, a picture so saying, he, they, "Yes, they congratulations like on your award." Yes. So yes. Yes. now, now Doug's really now Doug is depressed, <laughs> and Doug's on the carb-free diet. Again. <laughs> Except I stopped uh, and oh, I can't. I just yeah, had no, some dry no, wings no. last night. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Were they diet wings in in Edmonton? Is the story Ken Hitchcock's potential? Last game coaching Why, in Edmonton. Do you really want to go there now? Or with is him, it with him specifically on Ken Hitchcock? <laughs> or is it retiring? Nail, or is it Nail Yakupov, first overall pick back in Edmonton? It's Hitch. Uh, Hitch is starting his promo tour <laughs> of promoting himself to get another head coaching job. But he's not signing any more one-year deals. Yes, because which means he wants a three-year deal. Why do you sign one-year deals? Because that's all you're being well, offered. Well, some people say you sign one-year deals because you want to stay fresh, <laughs> and other times you sign one-year deals because that's all you're being offered. Ken Hitchcock said he wanted to stay fresh. Yes. With and the one-year I, deals. Yeah, okay. But if, if I guarantee if he would have been offered a three-year deal, he would have taken it. I, I guarantee that. So we're starting a promotional tour for Hitch to get his next job, and I don't blame him. He loves to coach. He wants to coach. Wants to remain he, in the game. There's nothing wrong with that. Talk about I just the game. Didn't, what I didn't like is all the – BS that came out in the spring that he was out. He was he was on this show telling us he was done. He was satisfied. He had a great career, which is, he has. Now, would you say that Ken Hitchcock he his looks, mind. looks younger than Ulf? Could he do media? Say? If he had glasses, if Hitch had glasses like mine, I'm sure I'd get a tweet tonight. <laughs> Congrats on uh, coaching your last game. <laughs> I don't think Ken Hitchcock ever said that he was leaving the game. No, but he said he was... Leaving coaching. Did he's he leaving St. Louis. I he, thought he was leaving coaching, he said. I'd like to run, rerun that interview that he was on with us because I thought he had made it very clear he was, was quite coaching. He, he was, was tired of coaching. Yeah, that he had done it all he wanted to do. I don't blame a guy for changing his mind, except I said it to him that day that I'm not buying it, if you recall. Mm-hmm. No, no, you were and, very clear. And I don't mind that he's changed his mind, that he wants to continue coaching. It just puts it a weird situation well, in St. Ever. Louis. You'd never see that scenario it where just, your assistant coach is uh, going to take over a year later. And do I talk to him like an assistant coach or do I talk to, do I talk to him like he's going to be my next head coach? It's weird. It's just weird. It's weird. And I'm sorry, nothing army or nothing hitch can tell me makes it that it's not weird to me. But that's okay. I don't have no problem with Hitch changing his mind that he wants to coach. I don't I don't care. Listen to you change your mind every day on this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oilers have a chance to start four and one. Yes. And, and just I much, hope much they like the Leafs in Winnipeg. Just keep the puck out of your own okay. zone. Message to Todd McClellan. If you lose tonight, count to ten on your way to the podium. Or twenty. Yeah, maybe yeah. But please, don't, it, it, like, seriously. Doubleheader on Sportsnet 360 starts with Arizona and Montreal at 7.30. Buffalo and Vancouver follows up at 10 o'clock Eastern time, 7 o'clock Pacific. The Vancouver Canucks attempting to go through an 82-game regular season without ever leading. They are, they have, they're 3-0, and but have not had the lead for a it's single amazing. second. It's amazing. <laughs> Maybe they should just go to center ice and flip a coin for the extra point. <laughs> just forget about, you know. 
Undefeated. <laughs> 64 and a half like, minutes. Play the last 30 seconds. Undefeated, but have not led through yeah. three games. And yet, did any of us ever predict that they'd be 3-0? and Nope. I mean, seriously, I mean, you would have said they're going to be in the bottom of the heap. Good, good on them. Good on them. Good on them. It was uh, Willie Desjardins, when he was on the show, we asked him, are, are you concerned about all the speed that you're seeing from around the league? And he's like, yep, absolutely. But they've uh, they found a way. We're going to take a break right now. When we continue, Jeff Blaschel, Detroit Red Wings head coach, will stop by, talk about his team's start, two and two out of the gate, uh, what he saw last night. And there's a, there's a real turnaround in Thomas Vanek's game. That's for Elliot Friedman. Who said, I'm tired of reading about these reclamation guys turning their careers around. Uh, so Jeff Blaschel, Detroit Red Wings head coach. Who sounds a lot like Mike Babcock. Are we sure it's him, Matt? There's three of them. Bill Peters, Mike Babcock, and Jeff Blaschel, who all sound the same. Uh, coming to you from downtown Toronto, this is Hockey Central at Noon, Sportsnet 590, The Fan, the NHL Network. And if you miss anything, check out our podcast on iTunes. Jeff Blair loves to commute. Let him join you on yours. Subscribe to podcasts of the Jeff Blair Show at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. Now more Hockey Central at noon on Sportsnet 590, the fan. From downtown Toronto, this is Sportsnet 590, the fan home of Leafs Nation, where the Toronto Maple Leafs will face the Minnesota Wild tonight on Sportsnet 590. The fan, Gord Stalek, Todd have the pregame show at 7 o'clock. Hockey Central at noon. Also uh, nationwide in Canada on Sportsnet and the NHL Network in the United States. Uh, let's bring in the head coach of the Detroit Red Wings, Jeff Blaschel with Darren Millard, Nick Kiprios, and Doug McLean today. Uh, big win last night. Uh, must, must be comforting as well to see Jimmy Howard play so well last night in goal. What do you think of his performance, Jeff? Is Jeff there? He's speechless. He's speechless. That's how good Howard was. Yeah. That um, he is speechless. Never, never know whether it's just me, or whether I've well, whether I've confused. But I was the also. I, I'm I telling was, you right now, I didn't push any buttons. Okay, and I kept. <laughs> okay? I didn't touch my, a thing. I've got my volume button to ten, so it's not. <laughs> it's not that. We're gonna we're gonna reconnect with Jeff Blaschel, as the Detroit Red Wings uh, win two one against the Water New York Rangers. <laughs> Detroit Red Wings last night. <laughs> good job not spilling water. Equipment today. malfunction on the desk. But you really thought we job. the producer said I don't know last night. Eh? You got so excited telling that story. I know. I get excited on this producer show. Producer Matt sends out a note last night saying we have to switch studios because of water damage, and you bought it right away. <laughs> totally I did. And I was excited because it's only a 12-minute walk for me versus a 30-minute walk. <laughs> if I hadn't said anything, you would have shown <laughs> up told there. Totally I would have. Uh, here's uh, Jeff Blaschel. Uh, so Jimmy Howard last night, uh, just your your assessment on on his performance. No, he was excellent. I mean, he stole the game for us. Uh, you know, we gave up obviously countless uh, outnumbered rushes and, and, and breakaways, and then from. So he uh, he was he was absolutely excellent. Uh, you know, he's been real good against the Rangers. He's been real good in Madison Madison Square Garden, but obviously he was great uh, last. Uh, Jeff, the start to to Thomas uh, Vanek's season, uh, you've watched him over the years, and there's no question the amount of talent that this guy has. And for you guys as a group to make the decision to bring him on board, 
there's two schools of thought that, listen, you just can't take a chance on a guy like that, or you do take a chance on him, and so far it's paid off. Well, I think the biggest thing when you're going through that decision process, Nick, is is trying to really dig into his character. I think it's easy to judge people from the outside, um, but I think you got to really dig in and find out what he's about as a person. And, you know, we had between John Torchetti, coached him, uh, Doug Huda spent time with him as a, when, when he was first in Rochester. Um, Bob, who coached him in junior hockey, coached him as an assistant coach at the University of Minnesota. We did lots of digging on him. And the number one thing that came back was he was a good person who cared. And I know, you know, he had his ups and downs, um, but we felt like, obviously, he's an elite offensive talent. Uh, he's a, he was fifth overall, I believe. We don't, we haven't had those that high of draft picks here. We felt like it, with that elite offensive talent, um, there were some things that were non-negotiable, uh, working hard on the back check, uh, winning one-on-one battles, and playing good defense. And I've told him if he does those three things, he's going to have an excellent year. And so far, he's done those three things for us. So, uh, you know, I believe in him as a person. I believe in his character. And now it's just the day-to-day decision process to make sure he's doing the right things. You know, Jeff, uh... Just to further on that, sometimes over the over the last few years, you sit there and say it was a lack of character sometimes, and and now just hearing from what you're saying, maybe it's he cared too much. Maybe it was counterproductive for him, and it kind of just kind of froze him out. What was it about the conversations that you've had that made you convinced that this guy has enough character that many of us thought that he lacked? Well, again, I think, you know, first of all, I think people are in different spots in their lives, in different spots in their careers. And, and I did think that one thing was we were going to get a motivated player without even knowing a whole lot about him. I knew I felt that just based on, uh, you know, the, the, the tough times that he had there in Minnesota. And I just felt like it was, was going to, we had it the right time in his career, one. Uh, but two, I do think that sometimes it's easy to 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 judge from the outside, people that I knew him that knew him um, said things about him as a person, and 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 you know they they felt like if you could connect with him, um, he would certainly work. And, and, and he's not going to be perfect. He's got off to a great start. I didn't think he was as good last night as he had been, but he's not going to be perfect. But none of our players are perfect. I'm not perfect. Um, I just felt with him that his care level was enough that if we uh, put the demands in place of, of uh, certain things that were non-negotiable that I talked about, um, that there was a lot of that we'd get a lot out of him, and so far that's played out to be true. Jeff, like I've hardly heard Nyquist's name since the Kentucky Derby. Like, where what is going on with this guy's game? I thought he was going to be a star a couple of years ago. You, you were sitting on that, weren't you? <laughs> You you stole no. that line. No, I didn't. You stole that I from did somebody. Not. But seriously, I thought he was going to be a star a couple of years ago. And now, 12 minutes last night, I mean, wh- where's his game and how important is it for you guys to find a way to get this guy going? To be fair to Gus Nyquist, no, I didn't think he had as good a game as resulted in the minutes. But I will say through the last, through the last number of real exhibition games, the games where we played against NHL teams to the first three games of the season. Doug, I think Gus has been really good, to be honest with you. I think he's been really good. Him and Vanek have done great chemistry uh, with Helm on that line. Um, he's, not, he's he's kind of running the, the second unit power play, so he hasn't had as much power play as some of the other guys, but he's also, I've got him there because I believe in him on the half wall. 
to be honest with you, uh, I think he's had a real, real good start. I think he's, his first couple of games in exhibition weren't good enough. Him and I had a conversation, and I think he's really, really uh, played with the type of tenacity that he's got to play with to be successful. I think, you know, he obviously came in the league and scored at a rate right. tremendous. Now, he might have scored. He probably outscored what his norm's going to be. And, and, and I say that just because he didn't really score goals to that level in the American League. He didn't score goals to that level in college. I think he's going to be a 23, 24 25 goal scorer in the league on a regular basis, but a guy who can produce lots of points and, and, and is a winner. He's a winner of a person for sure. So I actually think he's got off to a good start. He had a tough end of the year last year. Uh, there were multiple reasons for that, Doug, one of which um, I didn't play him probably enough. And so he's going to get more minutes, uh, especially in the nights when he deserved it, uh, which I think he has for the most part. Um, and then he's got to produce, but I believe he will. How rewarding was it last night for the uh, NBC bench reporter to find the real Jeff Blaschel last night? Oh, and we've added another bald guy. In <laughs> Can, I was really excited for you last night. Uh, <laughs> hey, do you, do you, is there still remnants of Doug McLean in the coach's office at Joe Louis Arena? No. I, I'm, I'm still looking. I'm still looking for it. I'm sure it is somewhere here. I'm sure the picture's somewhere here, but I'm, I'm looking. The hey. biggest thing was me and Ken Holland on the road. You're that a, would be the remnants. <laughs> you're, a, you're, a, you're a cool guy to come on and, uh, and have some fun with have, us like have, this. Jeff, have you heard Truba's name mentioned around Joe at all? <laughs> Who's that? Truba, yeah, exactly. Have you heard Truba's name? Oh, okay, yeah. you got me. Uh, you got me, Jeff. Thanks, thanks Jeff. <laughs> All right, guys. Be good. Yeah, Jeff Flashel, <laughs> the I like this guy. head coach oh, of the uh, Detroit Red Wings, who are two and two. Uh, wanna, did, did you, you guys... see? I think if you're not, if you have hair, you can't, you can't coach but, that team. Uh, had... Darren, did you see the 38 minute, uh, the little video that came out on the last 38 years of the Joe? It was on Facebook. It was really, uh, really a great little history lesson in about five minutes. Are you in it? No, but it's 38 years that Should the Joe good. has been there. Mm-hmm. It's Should amazing. Amazing when I thought back. 40 years. My daughter, Mackenzie, sent it to me because she was almost born in the Joe. Jill left the game in the second period and raced to the hospital for Mackenzie to be born. So she said, she sent me things. She said, Dad, I was almost born in that arena. Two things I want to get to. One, what you do on a day off in Pittsburgh if you're a National Hockey League superstar. This is Brent Burns and Joe Thornton walking around town yesterday. (laughs) And Thornton's got his T-shirt off over his shoulder. Burns is just trucking along. So if you, if Nick and Doug are walking around downtown Pittsburgh, which one has the shirt off? Oh, that uh, Doug for sure is a Floridian slash Islander. Who's the actor that always has his shirt off that does the Buick commercials? Oh, uh, Matthew. uh, Matthew. Mahoney. Let's go. Ma- Ma- Producer Ma- Matt. Ma- yeah, yeah. <laughs> McConaughey. Connor, Connor, McConaughey. That's me. Matthew McConaughey. That's me. Matthew, that's that's you, Matthew, me. Right? I like I like to have my shirt off at the beach. You're oh. right, Nick. Oh, oh, no, for sure. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Producer Matt. Uh, Joe Thornton was asked today about it, and he said he was just seeing the sights around Pittsburgh. And uh, DeBoer was asked about it, and he said, we all know Joe doesn't like having his shirt on. <laughs> they Joe, got the beers. get those... Get those shots in because 10 years from now, it ain't going to be pretty. A coach in Quebec. All right, all right, all right. right. A coach in Quebec of a Pee-wee AAA team, uh, Lac-Saint-Louis, has been suspended for the rest of the year 
because he forced his 11- and 12-year-old players to do hundreds of push-ups as punishment for losing a game. He will be allowed to coach again next year. I think they should make him do hundreds on the ice, bare hands. <laughs> that's what I I'll like st- to see I'll still happen. take the 100 push-ups over the wallies. If that's if that's my kid. Oh, see ya. I remember the it's, wallies. Though. It's crazy out there. Now, now. That, and, and how else is this head coach going to make the NHL? Yeah. You right? gotta, yeah. Yeah. You got to make those kids do thousands it, of push-ups. It's yeah. Yeah. It's all about the coach. And I feel bad for the other, the, the, the majority of great coaches. Yeah, exactly. Get. Labeled. Because there are a, lo- a ton of them. Uh, busy night tonight in the National Hockey League. 11 games, and we've got a doubleheader on Sportsnet 360, starting with Arizona against Montreal. Check out Carey Price and his 2016-2017 NHL debut. Enjoy the action. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.